Hi guys, welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm here with uh, my co-host Jen. Jen, would you like to say hello? Hi guys. Uh, and uh, this episode will be previewing the uh, the fall movies for this year. Uh, Jen, you want to explain uh, why you know we're previewing fall movies specifically, kind of the history and stuff or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I guess uh, we when we first talked about doing this topic, we had. General, we had done it in a general like fall entertainment right. preview pop kind culture of thing. fall yeah. preview, which yeah. you know would include like TV and music and stuff. But then I think as we really started like thinking about what we were going to talk about, started doing that research, mm-hmm. you know, doing little... the research. Um, I mean, for me, like I love TV, but mm-hmm. there aren't um, that many TV shows that are premiering in the fall. Um, either on broadcast or cable networks or and or like streaming services yeah. that I was like super excited about. So and then I guess for like music. Yeah, for music it seems like um, you know the way the analogy that's been used that like I've heard is uh, fires nowadays burn brighter but they also uh, burn much shorter. So it's like, you know, if an album comes out it'll be hot for like a week or two, but then, like, it's done after that. And, you know, people aren't really buying music anymore. Except for me, but yeah. What? We talked about this. I buy, like, I buy music. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, not even, oh, so not even just, like, from iTunes. Like, you'll just straight Um, up buy the physical Sometimes, yeah, because my car, this is, we don't need to talk about this, but, yeah, my car is older, and I don't have, like, an AUX cable, so I, like, it plays CDs. So, wait, your, wait, does your car not have Bluetooth either? yeah. It's like 10 years old. Really? It looks so new, though. I know. I Like, she's been really good to me. But, yeah, I, like, literally buy CDs. Fair. Okay, that's fair. I used to have a... Do you remember the cassette tape yes, with the yes, aux cord? Yeah. yeah, I used to have that. Um, all right, people don't care about that. But anyway, but so for music, it seems like, um, you know, no one really releases albums on a timetable anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more about the surprise. Yeah, like Frank you know, Ocean just Frank said. Ocean, yeah. But that was weird, too, because that was, like, delayed. Mm-hmm. And so people were kind of getting upset that he hadn't released it yet. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, for with music, it's hard to kind of predict when people are going to release albums because they do it as a surprise to get people talking about it when it does come out. Yeah. You know? Um, before we move on, like, I do want to, like, mention, like, um, Taylor Swift. So, like, okay, go she... For it. Re- she releases an album in the fall every two years. Oh, um, word? Mm-hmm. So 1989, her last album was released in, um, like, October 2014. And so... Wait, that wasn't released last? No. Oh, oh that's right. The it was for the oh, end of... Yeah, remember, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. for the end of 2014, and then it carried over through 2015. Yeah, so like, yeah, it felt that's like 2015. So if she's on her schedule, she's supposed to be releasing something this fall, um, and people don't think she will be. And she's, she's she never missed... It, she's she, never missed... No, like, ever since her career, like, it's literally been, like... Um, 2008, 2010, 12, 14, like, um, but I would not be surprised if she drops, if she pulls a Beyonce slash Frank Ocean and drops something, um, yeah. and generate that kind of, like, publicity versus, like, people knowing that her album is coming and building up to that, so. And, and so you think she's going to drop an album before, so. before Hiddleston is in the next Bond? Mm-hmm, and she's been laying low on, like, like everything, social media, like, and obviously that has to do with a lot of the other stuff that's been going on yeah. in her life. But I do, I, I don't know. There's something about her silence on everything that makes me feel like she's gonna speak through her music. Interesting. So, oh my god. I don't god. know. I could be. Wrong. I could totally be wrong. I could be wrong. Oh man, now you got now you got me excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never uh, know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
Oh, and then one note that I wanted to make about TV is that, um, you know, we were talking about this before. We were talking about what TV shows that mm-hmm. we're excited for that are premiering. And I've noticed that, like, a lot of the premiere dates for the TV shows that I watch are, you know, either spring or, or summer. Summer, you, historically, it's been a dead season for TV where they'll do reruns from that previous season. Yeah. Um, but now a lot of the premium and even uh, basic cable networks will use the summer kind of as a, a launching point for a lot of their their series so uh i think movies are really the only uh medium where you know it's still kind of with the old ebb and flow of the calendar year yeah. so yeah. that's why we're doing just uh tvs <clears throat> this movies. year movies. Or, or movies i'm sorry movies for uh for this fall so um should we get into it or? yeah um but before we do that i do want to say that the fall season to me is as exciting as the summer season, which we've dedicated a whole podcast on the summer season to. Um, but for me, the fall is exciting because I feel like um, you get a lot more movies that are um, that have like deeper performances, and it's kind of all about the substance mm-hmm, and not mm-hmm. so much like blowing things up and like you know like yeah. summer blockbusters can be. And that's because studios really strategically try to release movies. Um, like September on through like the rest of the year leading into the Oscars in uh, at the end of February um, for awards. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really like the end goal for both is to still be profitable, whether you release a movie in the summer or fall, but like the expectations to get to that profit margin are a little bit different. Um, And so yeah, I think I feel like the movies that we're going to talk about now mm. are going to be movies with performances or just of quality that we're going to be talking about for quite some time leading up to the award season. Yeah, and I feel like you can even tell, well, maybe not everyone, but I, I can tell for whatever reason, like when I go to the movies this time of year, it feels less like they're just trying, like the movie studios are just trying to take my money. Mm. You know, like yeah. I feel like um, there's less pressure for these movies to, like you said, just make as much money as possible. And a lot of it is more about the craft than uh, than making money. I mean, don't get me wrong. Movie studios are still insanely greedy. Yeah. And, you know, they won't accept it. They, they want the best of both worlds for these movies, right? Which is like for critical sure. acclaim, yeah. but still need to be yeah. profitable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, with that, why don't we go ahead and get started? Um, why don't, yours has an earlier release date, I think, yes. right? So let's go with yours. Yeah. Uh, what's the movie you want to talk about? Um, so I, I basically, I think all of the movies that I'm going to touch upon today are um, movies that are based on, make, that um, are based on books. Have you read all the books for all of No, okay. I did not. Actually, I've read only one out of the three that I'm <laughs> going to talk about. But it's my favorite subgenre. And before I go see the movie version, I try to read the... Every time? Oh, yeah, almost every time. Wow. Um, That's a lot of reading. Steve, I'm, I like reading. Steve, yeah. I read. You, I know you don't, but like... <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Just kidding, but um, yeah, I mean, I like to read. So when do you find when do you have time to read? When I'm not watching TV, duh. Oh no, but I mean, like at home, like on when you yeah. commute or. Yeah. Um, well, I do. I do have um, now. I have like a membership to Audible. Oh right. So right. sometimes I like listen to audiobooks, but um, like I still like the. How's that? How's the experience? How's the Audible book 
audiobook experience compared to? I think it's a great way to entertain yourself when you're, especially when you're like driving around and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I still really like reading, and so like it's not something that like I would like take over um, like the act of reading, but. I know so many people who are like really, really into audiobooks and having it like, and it's also a different experience, right? Like when you read something, like you're solely depending on like the pace that you're going at and like your imagination of like what these characters like sound like. Uh And like when you have a narrator and especially when the narrator is like good or bad or like whatever, like they're creating this world for you. So it's very much like um, seeing seeing, like, the movie version of your book, but, like, you're just doing it in an audible, like, auditory experience. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, so, I haven't read this book, but it's it's coming out next weekend. Oh, no, it's coming out this weekend. Um, it's called oh Light God, Between right. the Oceans, and it stars Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Vikander. Vikander, um, who are actually a real-life couple. I think they met on the set of this oh, movie. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. And they play a married couple in this movie. It's, like, set in the 1920s. Basically, um, they are, like, they, like... Oh, I just saw a trailer for this. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They live on an island by themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, one day, like, a rowboat washes, like, a, and, like, washes ashore... And there's an infant in it. Right. And they, like, make this decision to, like, raise the baby instead of, um, like, reporting it or whatever. And then Michael Fassbender, like, I think his character meets um, the mom, Rachel Rice. Right? And, like, he increasingly, like, gets the feeling that she's actually the mother of this child. Um, and, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this movie is just going to be, like, chock full of, like, crazy good performances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I don't it's know. not like a thriller, right? I don't think it's, it's not a like one thriller. of those. Thriller, I think it's just straight up like drama. Okay, okay. Um, I think the movie has gotten like okay, um, like reviews. So I don't know that I'm actually gonna go see this like in the theater, but mm. at some point I will see it. But before that point, I will read the book first. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Uh, the the movie that I want to start off with uh, comes out. I think this is this one comes out next weekend. Uh, Snowden, yes, starring oh, that's so uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah, the reason I thought it was much later. Yeah, um, and so have you seen the trailer for this thing? Yes. Um, so okay. yes, the so I I enjoy uh, the topic of uh, Edward Snowden, mm-hmm. um, and I think oh god, I want to say Oliver Stone, but I'm not. Yeah, it Oliver is Stone right. Directed um, it. and so you know I'm I'm cool with with Oliver. Uh, with Oliver Stone and stuff, but um, I don't know. I feel like I would have preferred um, who directed. I feel like I would have preferred like David Fincher to it. Like you know the way he yeah. did like Social Network and yeah. the way he did. You watch Jobs? No. Or was it? Is wait, which one is the one with Fassbender? Yeah, that's Jobs, Jobs right? Kate Winslet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the Ashton Kutcher one called? Oh. I'm like Steve Jobs. Um, <laughs> well, but but you know he yeah, did yeah, yeah. so he did you know his Jobs movie and then he did Social Network and I would have I wonder if I would have preferred something like that. Um, be- but you don't know what this movie is going to be like, right? Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like. The, tra- the feeling the, you got from yeah, the, the feeling got from the trailer, which is um, it definitely feels like they're going to portray him as uh, as like a hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I liked about. Not to make this about other movies, but you know, with 
specifically David Fincher's like, um, you know, it starts off with, you know, Zuckerberg being the protagonist, he becomes the antagonist, mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, Jobs, it's, um, the story or the hero of the story is really like Steve Jobs' daughter mm-hmm. and not him. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, it looks like it's going to be a thriller, a, a dramatic thriller where Snowden is like the hero, um, and the U S government kind of is the antagonist. Um, and so I'm like super into that's like the yeah. well the the real story yeah. and so that's the only reason I'm kind of into this but his voice man is super super duper weird Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah he tries to do like a Snowden impression, impression? yeah um no it kind of takes it, it's like super distracting yeah I wonder almost if like I know he's playing a real life character but like for things like that if it's almost better to not. Not even try. Not even try, right? Because everyone knows it's a fictional, like... It's like when you hear super bad accents Mm -hmm. in movies. Um, The one that I'm thinking about are... They're... Jack Nicholson's Boston accent in The Departed Mm -hmm. is extremely distracting. It really takes away... I mean, I think the Boston accent is just... Terribly distracting to begin with, so I don't know. Like even I, like, like the real. Yeah. So Did you hear a lot of does. that in college? Yeah. When you were wasn't. Yeah. Car. <laughs> That's car, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm excited for it, but not, I almost wouldn't be surprised if it was a train wreck. Okay. You know, but you're gonna go see it. but I'm gonna go see it. Okay. I'm gonna, or at least I'm gonna try to go see it. You know, that's the thing. I want to go see it, but I don't know if I'm actually going to go. Yeah. see it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's mine. Uh, you want to do your next one? Mm-hmm. So this this one I actually read, and I like. I'm like, I think this is my most excited pick for the fall. Hmm. Um, it's really? Yeah, October seventh. It's called. It's the girl on the train. It stars Emily Blunt. It's based oh, on the most popular book of last year. Yes, I do too now. I used to not. Um, uh, what? I don't know. And then I think I was like secretly jealous because she like married John Krasinski, who's like my number one person. Like, whatever. It's fine. But I like her now, so it doesn't matter, right? Because, uh, wait, what, what changed your mind? I don't know. There was a movie that definitely changed my mind. It was a small indie film that she did called, like, Your Sister's Sister or something like that. And, like, she was, like, really good in it. And I was just like, I like you. Even though I, like, didn't like her Okay, so did you watch Edge of Tomorrow? I did not watch Edge of Tomorrow. I just watched Sicario, um, which I didn't really... What? It was so... It was too intense for me. Like, I was just... That's what I'm saying. I know. I was just like, oh, I can't do this. Sicario's bomb. It was okay. Okay. It was great in it. Everybody was great in it. It's just, like, not my cup of... Oh, okay. That's different. Okay, no. All right. I can accept that. People have opinions. Yeah. So back to the subject, The Girl on the Train. Um, It's a super popular book. It's a mystery thriller, and it's kind of been compared to Gone Girl, so I kind of think the movie will be a little bit Gone Girl. Interesting. Um, You know, like, as with many movie adaptations, some of the details in the book have been changed. So, like, the book takes place in London, the movie takes place in New York City. And I think and I think the filmmakers have like said that that was very deliberate and like it adds to like the story for the movie, but whatever. And then also um, in the book, like the main character is supposed to be this like, I don't know, like slightly overweight, unattractive, like mousy person. And like <laughs> Emily Blunt on her worst day is still Emily Blunt. So right. like, okay, like casting wise, whatever. Um, 
But I think there's a lot of good people in it, like Emily Blunt's in it, like Alison Janney, Justin Theroux, like Lisa Kudrow's oh, in it, nice. and a bunch of other like new people. So, um, oh, I Lisa Kudrow was... and Justin Theroux. Mm-hmm. Friends? Yeah. Do you think Jennifer Aniston and Lisa uh, hung out? No. No. I think Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox are friends, but I don't. For some reason, like I don't think like Lisa Kudrow's like super tight with them. But I could be wrong. Mm, Maybe sad. they just like don't flaunt their friendship as not like, real life friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. Um, so that was my favorite, but October 7th. Okay, cool. Um, this is a November movie. Again, this is this is a movie that I'm not like super stoked for, but yeah. for a variety of reasons, I'm probably going to go watch it, which is Doctor Strange. Um, <clears throat> there's always like <laughs> one... controversy, though. What, what controversy? I didn't know there was Tell controversy. Oh, that, oh, that, oh, the ancient one? The, yeah, yeah, whatever. okay, that, I mean... the whitest... Person like literally translucent. Yeah, no, no. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I mean, you know what? Whatever. That you part. Know, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I care, but I don't. You know why I don't care as much? Cause it's not a. <sighs> okay. Is she not a big character? No, it's like it's not a white male. It's like a typically a fee. It's typically a male um, character. And they gave so it that to, the fact that they've even changed it to be a female. It was good enough for me. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Okay. Like, I like as long as it wasn't like a white, another white male that took a position of like either a female or um, you know some like a minority. Yeah, that that was fine with me. So I didn't, I didn't even. That's why I was like so surprised when he said controversy. I was like, what controversy? And then yeah. he said that I was like, ah, whatever. Okay. Um, so I'm a huge uh Cumberbatch fan mm-hmm. you know yeah. love him Who for Sherlock it? um you know what surprisingly a few people well he is a little weird looking but when you get over that he's a great actor what do you mean weird looking you know what Steve Bang Benedict Cumberbatch is like kind of weird looking what do you mean like weird like what is like, like his features are weird are they yeah and he has, I like, can't really tell face and his what face super long face with oh, it weird, is a little long with the weird features like it's yeah his eyes are kind of weird I like I him but yeah. I'm okay, fair. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Criticism. And you know what? If we're gonna talk about like women and like how they look all the time, then you can sit. That is me very fair. Talking about you know what? No, it wasn't like how dare you criticize no, 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 it. No, no, but I, it was I more like I don't, I don't know what you it. mean. I don't, I don't see, see it exactly. It. Exactly. Okay. Um, but yeah, the only problem is that when I watched this trailer, there was like a second where I thought I was watching the trailer for Inception. Huh. You know, with the whole, like, buildings collapsing on themselves and things are upside down So it definitely stuff. borrows its influence from... I don't think the but film... But Nolan has nothing to do with this movie, Nothing right? to okay. do with it, yeah. I, I don't think the film itself borrows from Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. It was just those few scenes where I couldn't help but be like, yo, I've seen this before. Like, where yeah. have I seen this? Um, and so... I don't know. I think with with Marvel, they're doing a really good job of empowering. Or, well, first of all, they're doing a really good job of selecting directors who aren't too controlling, mm-hmm. um, and then empowering them to make you know the movies that they're capable of making. You know, which is always it's the trend for Marvel seems to be you know good, and if you can get to great, then we'll take it. So it's like the opposite of like DC. I would say. Not the opposite, because there's no opposite for hot garbage. Uh, yeah, it's called not garbage. Oh, well, no, like, this is, like, but the the, the hottest of garbage, okay. you know? Um, I, I wouldn't even know 
Yeah, I wouldn't even know what the opposite of that. I couldn't find like a real life antithesis okay. for that. So I wouldn't say they're like, you know, opposites more than just different. Okay. You know, like one is one company knows what they're doing and the other one just just doesn't. Okay. Um, and so this movie, I'm excited. I'm sure it'll be fine. But I'm getting kind of sick of origin movies, mm. origin stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you isn't it all the same yeah. after a while? Like I think so, but I know nothing about anything. So I would I would agree with you. Okay. Um, and so yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited for this. Uh, you can't really tell. By my tone, how excited you are! How excited! But I've watched the trailer a few times. That's how I. That's how I gauge how excited how I am. Like how many times? If I've if I Chromecast this to my TV, yeah. So I'll play it on my phone. I'm like, you know what? I need the full experience. And, then, and I put the trailer on the TV. That's how I know I'm like really excited. I haven't done that. Well, I can tell you that I do the same thing, and I watched <gasps> really? the trailer for Me Before You like thirty times, and then it turned out to be the worst movie ever. I know, but you were really excited. So okay, here's okay. So here's the thing. You know that that movie with Emily Blunt, right? You mm-hmm. have to tell me because they made some changes in Me Before You that you were like not happy with. Yes. Right. Yes. So I'd be re- we'll revisit this, and I want you to tell me if they do that. If the, they, yeah. Okay. What's the word I'm looking for? Bastardized? Is that a word? I don't know. Just change things. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean. Um. And so yeah. Okay. So. You know, those are my those are my first two so far. Lukewarm, I know, but we're, it, it'll get a little hotter in a second. Um, what's your next one? Mine's also coming out in November on the eighth, I think. It's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. It's mm. part of the, you know, the J.K. Rowling slash Harry Potter universe. Um, it's actually a prequel to the Harry Potter series, and I think it's the first installment of a trilogy. Um, oh my God! Wait. Were there three books? No. So they did the thing where they're making three movies out of one book? No, I don't think so. Actually, I don't know. Um, I'm going to look that up. She might be writing two more books is the thing. And then, like, obviously they'll make the movies out of it. Um, But J.K. Rowling herself wrote the screenplay, and it's being directed – it was directed by David Gates, who – the last four films of the Harry Potter movie. Oh, interesting. So it should stay pretty true to like everything you like love and want from the you know from the Harry Potter world. Um, it's definitely in the right hands. Quick question. Yes. Um, I think we've talked about this before. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Uh, Do you have Prisoner one? Prisoner of Azkaban. Ah, oh, yes, me too. Yeah. Alfonso Cuarón, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, are you talking about the movie or movie versus? The no, book? you're. Which out of the how many movies were there? Eight, right? It's eight movies, seven books. Yeah. <clears throat> Which one's your favorite movie? I yeah, I guess that would the but be, that's because I love the book so much. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm, okay. that was my favorite. Fair. Okay. I think that's a lot of people's favorite. Favorite book or favorite movie? Uh, Both. For sure, the book. I'm not sure. For sure, it. the book. I wow. think so. I'm. Oh my like goodness. Wrong. Or like my opinion is okay. not bad. So. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So. For anybody, I guess, suffering from Harry Potter withdrawal, there's a couple of releases, um, and this is one of them that like should like tide you over. Okay, I have a I have a theory. I have oh, a theory. Don't go I, want there. To I have a theory. We'll make go it ahead. real quick. We'll make it real quick. Go ahead. I don't I don't think there's anyone mm-hmm. in the world that has Harry Potter universe withdrawal. No, I disagree with you. Really? I disagree with you because people are so invested in it and like. 
I mean, Steve, like the play, like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, like it's sold. Oh, out. you're right. You're like, right. You're like, right. Yeah, it took you 30 seconds to prove me wrong. You know, like, no, I don't actually think you're right about that. I know you have other thoughts about this like, <clears throat> extension of yeah, like, yeah, Harry yeah. Potter world, but I definitely think that there is such an appetite still Fair. For okay. Me. Okay. Yeah. Which is why these things keep like. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, my okay. So let me let me pivot here. Let mm-hmm. me let me do what they do in the political world and, and <laughs> pivot. Do what's called a pivot. So um, I can't tell with J.K. Rowling if she is the type of person that can't stop like tinkering with her toy, mm-hmm. or if she's the type of person that just like needs that next paycheck. I'm going to assume it's the former rather than the latter because I think she has so much money. I think she's like richer than the queen. So right? Like, yeah. Okay, okay. So let's go with that, right? Yeah. But it just bothers me sometimes that she can't stop messing with her own thing. Like, she can't leave well enough alone. Like, listen, Harry Potter, like you, like you said, is beloved. People love Harry Potter. They love the books. They mm-hmm. love the movies. They love the characters. They love the story. They have all of it. But she can't stop messing with Like, coming out saying Dumbledore's is gay or saying, oh, you know what? I should have had Hermione end up with Harry. Like, what? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I completely get it. Um, I had a couple of minutes to think about this because we did talk about this pre-recording. Yeah. Um, and I think what it is, is, and the reason why I was so strongly against what you just said about, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, people not going to withdraw. She's one of those authors that, like, is, like, super present on social media, or at least on Twitter. Like, she's very active on Uh Twitter, and she, like, and it's because, like, fans all over the world continuously engage her. So she has no choice but to live in this world. (laughs) And in a way, that's great, because I think she is um, essentially serving, serving the fans, because the fans are the people who bought her books and made her the richest like woman in England Mm -hmm. and so she's still engaging with them and she's still like answering their inquiries and like answering their questions and stuff so I think yes like I think sometimes like she like you're right like I don't know that she needs to come out and say these things about characters that's already been like written down and happened and right their story is over um but I think part of that for her is like keeping engagement with her fans going and like giving back to her fans in that way um and so even though she keeps saying things like like i'm never gonna write another harry potter book or whatever like this is a prequel that's coming out like she wrote a play like there's continual things that she's doing in that universe so no i don't think she's ever gonna be done tinkering with it but i also think it's so deeply embedded in her too yeah um that it's like it's like cutting off your own arm like you can't do that i i listen i totally get it but yeah. I, no but i totally get your point i feel here's my worry here's my worry about the harry potter universe yeah. is that when when she does that harry potter will never be bigger than jk rowling Right, and mm-hmm. what I, and what I mean is like you take a look at uh, a franchise like Star Wars, right? Yeah. Who people are like, man, it's like George Lucas has so much control over it. That's why those prequels were so bad. Like, you know, he was just left untamed, mm-hmm. you know, um, and to do whatever he wanted. But then he sells it to Disney, yeah, and then they they run with it. And I'm just like, you know, will she be able to when the time is right let go of that universe? Yeah. 
You know, and that that's my concern. And you know, I I don't know because you're you don't you can't yeah. tell the future, and that's fine. Sometimes I think I can, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, really? I don't know the Taylor Swift thing. I bet you something. Oh, about. that's right. I'm okay, so kidding. we'll, we'll, we'll like find out. We'll find out. We'll find but out no, the next by the end of the year. So yeah, okay. Uh, was that it for Fantastic Beasts? Where yes. to find them? Okay, cool. My next one. All right, this is the secret one. <laughs> yeah. So Steve has been like, like. I don't even know what the... No, don't, don't even know. Okay, no, fine. He's been telling me, because we usually prep for these things, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he was like, I have a, I want to talk about a movie, but I'm not going to tell you because I want your like honest, like organic reaction yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Okay, so. ready? Um, the movie that I think I'm the most excited for... And it's not Rogue One? It's not Rogue okay. One, yeah. Is Bleed for This. Okay, yes, thank God. Did you see my face? I was yes. like, what? Okay, so you clearly have... N- All right, we're going to take a quick break. I want you to watch the trailer. We're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back. It's okay. They're not going anywhere. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to watch the trailer, and then we're going to come back with reactions. Okay. okay. So we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Uh, Jen just watched the trailer for Bleed to This. She's just closing her eyes and nodding. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So sick, right? Yeah. I'm so hyped. So, I don't. I knew Miles Teller was in a movie that's coming out mm-hmm. this season, and I didn't really pay attention. Um, and I didn't know it was going to be this. Like the trailer is pretty sick, right? Yeah, it has like. Um, wait, are you allowed to like talk about like what it's about? Yeah. Are you? Do you want to talk about what it's about? Oh yeah, I mean it's so uh, Miles Teller. Uh, plays i don't i'm not a huge boxing aficionado but he plays a boxer based on true story Mm -hmm. plays a boxer who's successful gets into a car accident has a fractured neck has the choice whether they want to get a spinal like fusion surgery uh he elects not to because it would end his boxing career and then you know with minimal chance of even walking he somehow miraculously works out and is able to like make a return to the ring um it's funny because i feel like you know in a lot of boxing movies there's like uh i don't know like in most boxing movies you can always like especially like the rocky ones you can see who the antagonist is each Mm -hmm. movie has like an antagonist um in this one i i I don't know if there is maybe maybe there is but it's more a story about you know perseverance and just it's just super intense and you can I, I it makes me think that Miles Teller actually had a fractured neck and actually had to go through this. He's his performances are so physical. I think he's like the best like young actor working right now. He should have been young Han Solo. Sure. Who is Han Solo? I don't know. I'll okay. look it up. Some like random dude? Some yeah, I think okay. so. Um you know, sometimes he gets, like, kind of, like, flack for, like, kind of coming off douchey. Um, Which is not, you not know. untrue. He yeah. does talk. He does have a way of, like, sarcastically talking that, like, you're just like, are you what you're saying right now? Or, um, you know, are you, like, joking? So right, right. Um, and there was, like, a Esquire interview. That was that was, was bad. So bad. He that was bad. Like such an a hole. And then like he he's like kind of had to like come out and be like, 
Listen, that was, like, so out of context. I'm like, that's not who I am. So, like, it goes both ways, right? Like, I don't know that you can completely paint someone out to be an a-hole if they're not. But at the same time, like, I'm, like, such a fan of his. And, like, we both loved him in, like, Whiplash. And, Mm. like, I Mm. loved him in Spectacular Now. Oh, my God. So good. So good. So um, he looks so good in this movie. Looks awesome. And, like, the trailer, like, in the beginning part when, like, it goes through like all of his like successful life. It reminded mm-hmm. me a little bit of like the wolf, um, the wolf on Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. Like with Leonardo DiCaprio's character being all like successful and stuff. And then like, and then like when it like goes into that like the training montage of him like coming back from his injury, like it like reminded me of like every single like boxing movie that we've had, like The Fighter and like yeah. Million Dollar Baby and. Um, we should definitely do a podcast on like sports movies, I but so. like this looks so good. I. You know, I feel like this is going to be our generation's... Rocky? No, Raging Bull. Ah, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's like the tone it gives off. Um, So yeah, I'm super excited. Can't wait. Um, And I'm super stoked for that. That was good. I'm glad. Right? That's why I wanted... Because I was... I was. I don't know. I was hoping you hadn't seen it yet. I didn't. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Ready? Want to do your next one? Um, I don't. I would know you didn't have. I don't really next have one. That's right. I have. I have one more. Then we have one together at the end. Ah, yeah. 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 Uh, so my next one is the one you've been alluding to uh, about me, which is Rogue One, mm. right? Star Wars story. Have you been reading some of the Variety stories no. about this? No. Okay. Why? So uh, Gareth Edwards is directing, right? Who is Gareth Edwards? Um. Oh, he. I don't know what other stuff he's done, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from. The looks of it from the things I've been like reading about him, he seems like he's pretty talented, okay. you know. Um, and so uh, I'm really excited. I was really excited for Rogue One when that first trailer came. This Rogue One is a trailer that I've put on the the big screen mm-hmm. quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my girlfriend Janelle is actually she can tell when I'm watching it because I've watched it so many times in her presence that as soon as like. After the first few seconds, she knows that she's like, again? She's like, I got, I'm going to go now. <laughs> so I cannot stop watching this trailer. Okay. It is so good. And I'm super hyped for it. I don't know if it's because I just love Star Wars and yeah, I can't probably, yeah. get over that. Okay, thank you for the quick no, judgment. No. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think it, it just looks really good. Okay. You well, know, if I, it didn't have anything to do with the Star Wars, like Star Wars universe, like, do you, like, do you think it would... Like the trailer alone would just like pull you in like this, or oh, that's a great you know question. you know that it's a Star Wars thing, right? So like, oh yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm I sorry. Didn't I'm sorry. I didn't mean to inflate your or deflate your. Um, no, I mean no. It doesn't deflate, but it's just I, I guess I'm not as unbiased as I thought I was. You know. <laughs> I actually don't think you're unbiased at all <laughs> in anything, but okay. But so yeah, I'm super hyped for the movie. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna. Uh, I think it's going to be great. The cast is good, right? cast is phenomenal. I really phenomenal. like Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, yeah. Um, and But the variety of stories I've been reading about are like they're doing reshoots, which is normal. Most movies have reshoots and are not a big deal. Yeah. But I think these are a big deal because they brought in Tony Gilroy to kind of helm the reshoots. He wrote the story. He wrote the screenplay. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he did. According to Wikipedia, screenplay by. Yeah, but I don't know if that's like a like just because of the reshoots yeah. okay. and stuff. That you know, um, he uh, wrote the first three Bourne movies and then wrote and directed the one with Jeremy Renner. 
Yeah. And then he was left out of the very last Bourne movie. Okay. You know? So, I mean, I don't know. It is definitely cause for concern for me. I mean, I like Tony Gilroy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, whenever I hear reshoots, I just can't help but think like Fantastic Four. Did you watch, like speaking of Miles Teller. No. Um, so I, I did. And In theaters? No, no, okay. God, no. Um, you know, because, you know, I, I had to at least give it a shot because it has Miles Teller and has Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. uh, and Kate Mara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not Rooney, Kate mm-hmm. Mara. And, Who was the fourth? Um, oh, my God. Is that, that, that dude? I think his first name starts with a J. Okay. Dude is the thing. Okay. Yeah, fantastic film. Um, and so, yeah, I, whenever I hear reshoots, because... You know, Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. There okay. you go. Okay. Uh, because of like Fantastic Four and other movies, yeah. where Sometimes they have reshoots. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for the best, though. Who knows? We'll see. But um, I think it's because you know, with with Disney, like the for the most of the movies that we've talked about, besides I'd say uh, Fantastic Beasts, every, besides that movie, mm-hmm. all the other ones, like the ceiling for profit margin is pretty low. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. But with you know, Rogue One, the profit ceiling is so yeah. high that they want to maximize yeah. their profits. Yeah. You know, and, and that's when it's when I hear things about reshoots, that's what really turns me off sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go watch it despite myself because, oh, wow, I clearly am super, un, super biased. Um, You're going to watch in theaters. Yeah, I'm going to watch in theaters. But, you know, that's when I'm just kind of like, man, like, super greedy, huh? You know, so... Hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Even though I I am a little I have reservations just because of the the stories like the variety stories um, surrounding it. Uh, the last movie we wanted to talk about was Passengers. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna explain why I was excited for this movie. I want you to explain why you were excited okay. for this movie. Okay. So when we were doing the pro- the fall preview i was looking at movies that were coming out you know by before the end of the year mm-hmm. i saw this movie called passengers and i saw the cast and it said chris pratt jennifer lawrence and i was done. like in done that's it done. i didn't yeah. even yeah. no you and i can confirm this because when i when we were giving our list i gave this and she's like oh you're excited about this too i was like yeah what is this about no idea <laughs> takes place in space, it's futuristic, <laughs> it has an interstellar like feeling to it. But we love space movies, you know? Do you? Do you love space movies? Yeah. I... Did you watch Interstellar? Yes. I okay. like Interstellar, okay. but, you know, nothing beats gravity. Oh, gravity. Right? Man, so good. Um, but that's not really sci-fi, right? Would yeah, you like, consider that sci-fi? Uh, no, I feel like that's just drama that happens in space. That's just, like, fi Dramedy. Drama. No, not dramedy. Drama. Drama. Just, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah, yeah, um, Do you want to give a little synopsis of No, passengers? I don't know what it's about. Did you read me the thing? Uh, Wait, did I read the thing? I think you might have read I don't know. I think um, I think Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence, like, like wake up from some slumber, like, years later, and they realize, like, they need to, they're, like, the last... <laughs> You know what? It doesn't matter because there's two pretty people. We're gonna go watch it, Steve. Actually, I don't know. Um, no, no, you were, you know, you were, super, you were on the right path. It's about um, this spaceship. Was it a test that I just failed. No, 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 no. No, no you did because you explained it when we were doing our I pre-show. I said yeah. what I just. Oh, look, two passengers aboard a spaceship <laughs> away from 
cryogenic to sleep 90 years before anyone else. There you go. That's what it's about. There it is. Um, I, I mean, I, you, you love these two leads. I love these two leads. What's not to like? I think they have, they seem like they would have good chemistry, right? They're both like likable, super likable people. But as I mentioned, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jennifer Lawrence gets nominated for freaking Oscar for this movie. I am going to boycott the crap out of whatever I need to boycott. Uh, you know what? It's and it's not because I don't think she's talented, but I think even she is sick of herself. Like at the awards every meh, probably February. not. No, I think she's alluded to something like that without trying to yeah. like sound ungrateful for uh-huh. all of that stuff, but. There's other actresses. Other deserving There's actresses. There's other deserving actresses. Like, we get it. She's talented. She's already won one. She's been nominated three times. Like, there's... In a row, right? Yeah. She's, like, 20, like, five. Like, her entire... Like, she has the entire career to, like, you know... And, like, her getting nominated is not her fault. So, I'm not being, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Lawrence, what are you doing? Like, I just think that, like, we need to stop. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I also, you know, like, I think, I feel like we've had this conversation before, too. Like, sci-fi is not a genre that the Oscar people love, so... Except for, like, sound editing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you sweep those, but, like, <laughs> there's no way, so, yeah. Like, I don't, the technical I don't know. awards, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so, I, that's it for me. Do you want to talk about uh, another movie? Yes. Yeah, okay. I lied. I do want to talk about one more movie. So I think that we'd be um, remiss if mm-hmm. we don't mention this because it's become such a thing in the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I just want to break it up. And it's kind of a dark, heavy topic, but let's just, let's let's just, just plow through this, yeah. right? Okay. So there's a movie that's going to come out... October 7th, and I don't think that's been changed, so I think it's still happening. It's called The Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. It is a true story about the life of a slave named Nat Turner in the 1830s. He led a rebellion of slaves in Virginia, and it's a really important film, I feel like, right? Um, it was the most buzzed about film at Sundance mm-hmm. this past year. It, like, received a standing ovation, and then it was the recipient of, like, the, like, hottest bidding war between all these, like, movie studios who wanted right. to buy it. And then Fox Searchlight won, and they ended up buying it for $17 million, which is, like, the highest um, a movie has ever gone at the that festival's history. Just one quick note. Mm-hmm. By far. By far. The second was, I looked it up, the second was Little Miss Sunshine for $10 million. Um, Little Miss Sunshine's my favorite movie. Ever? Mm-hmm. Really? I think the character development in that movie is so good. And the guy who wrote it, like, I forget, his, like, Michael Arndt, I think his name uh-huh. was. He also, like, ended up, like, doing Toy Story. Like, I think anything he does, like, you can expect, like, hmm. such good character development through it. But, yeah, Little Miss Sunshine is, like, kind of, like, it was one of the best movie experiences I ever had. Because I went not expecting anything, and then it was just so good. Plus, Excellent. Like, money and, yeah. like moving at the same time so there's that um so basically this i I, and i get it the studio you know is releasing in october it's perfectly timed for this like stretch of an award season um but the last few weeks have been kind of a nightmare for nate parker who is the writer director star as well as fox searchlight who ended up buying this film because allegations that Nate Parker and his writing co-writer on the movie, when they were college students at Penn State in like the 90s, 
um, they were accused of sexual assault of a woman. Yeah. Um, so he was acquitted, and his writing partner was convicted, but later that conviction was overturned, so basically nothing really happened to either of them. Um, and for his entire career, Parker has never shied away from this topic. Like, it's on his wiki page, and I think he's alluded it to it in the past. Mm-hmm. But two things have changed. One... Like, he's, he was on the brink of A-list stardom with this movie yeah, because of the yeah. buzz surrounding it, and he wrote, directed, and starred. So he's, like, this, like, triple threat. Yeah. And so, obviously, like, he's under a different, much bigger spotlight, mm-hmm. right? The second, and I guess I would argue more important, um, like, that snow, that kind of started this, like, whole thing back again is that Variety reported that the victim in question... Um, had committed suicide in 2012. So that just, all of that just, like, made this, like, come back to the forefront of things. And it's definitely cast, like, a shadow on this movie that Fox Searchlight is probably, like, banging their heads about, like... Yeah. Um, but what's really, really rubbed people the wrong way is that neither Nate Parker or Fox Searchlight, um, like, they're... Like, their attempt at initial damage control was kind of insensitive because instead of, you know, like, I don't know, like, doing anything else, they chose to feed into this narrative about talking about how all of this would, like, affect the movie's chances. Just, like, the wrong thing to talk about. The complete wrong thing to talk about. And obviously he's he's expressed, like, sorrow for, like, this, like, he's quote-unquote devastated about this woman's passing and, like, whatever. But, like, he's never really, like... I don't know, like, his apologies and, like, it just, because of everything else that's been said, like, it just seemed kind of, like, insincere or, like, he's just backtracking. Yeah. He also likes to throw out the fact that he's married and has kids now. Like, as as though people who are married, like, dudes that are married with Mm -hmm, kids aren't mm -hmm. capable of, like, devastating things. Right. And so instead of this, like, honest, if painful conversation about, like, rape and, like, sexual assault and, like, what, like remorse and reconciliation like that's the route that they chose to take and i mean you know a few like prominent african-american like celebrities um and like leaders have also come out to kind of be like express their opinion that like this like quote-unquote misfortune is some sort of like smear campaign to make sure that this movie doesn't do well this movie made by a black like actor writer director about like the black like experience just doesn't do well and you know to be honest like I can't really negate that because I understand we can have competing thoughts the oppression and the unfair balance of power and everything that like black people have had to face and still face in this country but in this context that that seems really wrong to me and it's it seems a little bit misguided and it takes the spotlight away from like the actual allegation of, like, sexual assault in this case. And so this, like, this whole thing has, like, really shed light on some of, like, I don't know, like, our country and our culture's, like, most explosive issues, right? You have, like, sex, alcohol, race, and, like, college camps, like, jocks, and the balance of, like, jocks versus, like, whatever. Especially, like, in light of the whole, like, Brock Turner stuff that's that's happening right now, too. Yeah. I think think we need to remember that it's okay to have competing thoughts at the same time, which is that, you know, a lot of those prominent, you know, African-American 
you know, people probably have, not probably, they have a point. Mm -hmm. Um, That possibility is... It totally is. Like, yeah. You know what? I don't even want to call it a possibility. I mean, that that from some sources probably is their intention. Mm -hmm. You know, I I absolutely believe that. But still, Mm -hmm. just because that, that was their intention doesn't mean... The stuff they're saying isn't in yeah. this in this yeah. case, yeah. right? In this specific case, true and terrible. Yeah. Um, so I think in the last week he like did another interview where he like seemed more res- like I don't know remorseful, but like that also comes like or seems to come a little bit late. And you know, like I I mean I believe in like restorative justice, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't think someone mm-hmm. should be punished for right, something right. that they, absolutely done or like whatever forever but to earn that there has to be some sort of attempt at like understanding what you did was gotta wrong. do the apology tour yeah and then gotta do the apology tour reach out to the community that you've pained the victim that you've pained and like he wasn't really doing that right and he was he hasn't been doing it all this time and then because of this like happening like now he's like going on that apology tour so it's a little bit like i can also understand why people are just like it's a little too late like you can't um so you know to bring it back to like our purposes like if none of this was happening like i would bet like my like a lot of my life savings on this film doing really well at both the box office and the awards um now i don't i don't know and like I don't know, I, and I don't actually can't bring myself to care about it either mm-hmm. because it's just like so complicated. Yeah, um, it's only unfortunate because I do think that the story is important. Um, like not the story of him, but the story of the film is important. Right, 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 right. Um, especially you know in the context of like all this like like racial like tension and irreconciliation. I don't think that's a word um, that's yeah. happening right now. But I have like really complicated feelings about all of it. Yeah, and you know what? That's okay. We're human beings. We have yeah. complicated feelings. So that was like my really long winded. You know what? It wasn't that long. Okay. It was good. I think it was stuff that needed to be said, and I think you know it's you know it's good for people to be informed. Yeah. About it. So so thank you. Um, so we'll take a break right here and we'll be back with obsessions of the episode. O O T E. I didn't know where you were going with that for a second. Alright, so we'll be back. We'll be right back. Alright, we're back. Um so let's go into obsession obsessions of the episode. Uh we'll start with mine, because this is something I think we can both talk about. Um so my You'll obs- be so proud of me. I partook in your obsession. Oh, yes, yes. Because I knew that's what you were going to talk about. Fantastic. See, uh... You have the same with my obsession, right? No. Uh, so, my obsession of the episode is the HBO uh, limited series, The Night of. Um, this has been... So, I was watching this while I was watching Stranger Things, but because Stranger Things were released all at once, I was able to finish that. Night of just recently finished. I have yet to actually watch the... Uh, finale just because Janelle wants me to wait mm-hmm. for her so we can watch it together. But I, it's I'm obsessed with it, and I know eight I'm, episodes, right? Eight, eight episodes. And I know I'm obsessed because I've stopped myself from reading the Wikipedia of the finale, which is funny because I'm only on episode two, and I've already. <laughs> read the wikipedia of the finale <laughs> oh that's right so you know what happens right mm-hmm. okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. i mean i don't actually like know all these characters that uh-huh. they were referring to uh-huh but yeah that doesn't happen when i read wikipedia yeah synopsis like, going on. Yeah. yeah fair but um yeah this i i love this show yeah. i particularly love the first i'd say like three episodes um 
And so, you know, this, for those of you that don't know, it's about this uh, Pakistani college student who um, takes his father's cab to a party, but on the way to the party, he meets this girl and uh, they go back to her place. He never makes it to the party. There's some alcohol and some illegal drugs involved. He wakes up. She's murdered. And very he, gruesomely, by yeah, the way. He gets arrested and, you know, it's kind of what happens after that, mm-hmm. you know, um, in all the nitty gritty details. Uh, what do you think of the first two episodes? Um, the whole time, like, that's my worst nightmare. Like, that I... What? Like, not that I commit a crime, but, like... Okay, at this point, I don't know if he's done... Like, watching episode one, you don't right, know right. if he's done it or not done it, right? But, like, you just assume that, like, he hasn't done it because, like... You feel for this character. Uh, you and find out in that last episode whether or not he did it right. Um, there's there's a definite like thing that happens, okay, but like okay, I think fair. it's also imbe- I don't know. Okay, um, okay. But it's just like this idea that like you could either be like so drunk or so like blacked out or whatever that you literally don't remember what hmm. you've done. And that's also, a fear of yours. A little bit. I'm just like, is that why you don't drink when we go out? Accused of murder. <laughs> um, but it's also like, uh, like it. He was also in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And like, the first episode was really frustrating because he made yeah. so many like so many mistakes decisions that like you just wouldn't make. But then you have to like think to yourself like. This is a kid in college, and, like, yeah, he wants to go out, and, like, like a pretty girl pays attention to him, so, of course, he wants to, like, like you know, like, go back to her place and, like, play the dangerous knife game that she's playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I, I totally get it, but it's just, like, oh, my God. Um, but... I really like his parents. Like, I, yeah, you just feel yeah. for his family, and... What's up with the lawyer? <laughs> like, I know, like... I'm John Sotero, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's really good in it. But he has, like, a foot condition. Like, eczema. eczema. He has He's got eczema. eczema. And, like, Very intense eczema. And that's a that's something that does not go away in later episodes. <laughs> because it's just, like... Only becomes more prominent. Focused on so much yeah. that the fact that you're saying that, I'm just like, what? How can they focus on it even more? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the actor's great. Um, Riz Ahmed is his name. Can uh-huh. I tell you a couple of things? Yeah, yeah, go for him? it. Tell me some things about Nas. He's British, so he's not even... What? Yeah. So he's a British Get actor. out of here! He's a British actor. I don't know why that always surprises me when I find out, like... All the British actors are taking all the roles. <laughs> you know, like, when someone's like, oh, you know that guy's British, right? Like, I, that... Uh. Yeah, so he he's a British-Pakistani British person. Like, I don't know, like, what would you Well, actually, like, I don't even think you need, because I had, most of my Pakistani friends have a British accent, and they're not, even if they're not from uh, the UK, because I think Pakistani was, like, uh, under the control of Great mm-hmm. Britain for a while, and so, like, they're English, like, my yeah. Pakistani friends, they all have that. That's interesting. They don't have, like, an Indian accent. They right. have, like, a, almost like a British accent accent when they speak English. That's so. interesting. Yeah. Um, he is an actor who's been around for a while. He is what? a rapper. What? Yeah, so he is gonna, like, in the fall, like, he's 
like I forget what his duo group name is because he raps with some other person and like um I think they're called like sweatshop boys but like without the like sweat is spelled like s-w-e-t whatever um so he's like a hardcore rapper right and then the last thing that I think you're gonna like the whole time you're talking about Rogue One, I was like, mm. so he's gonna be in Rogue One. That is, that is, that is. Yeah, I, I, not but he's not in the. In tra- Ro- is Rogue he in the trailer? One. I don't think so. I don't think so. But he's definitely on like IMDb. Oh or my god! Um, but I just think he's so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've only watched the first two. Episodes. Yeah, I mean he he's great. I think the first two episodes are the ones that were hardest for me to watch. Yeah. You know, for the same reasons where you know you're watching him and. Even though it's fake, even though it's TV, you're like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. have, you clearly have not watched as much TV and as many movies as I have because you know that's not yeah. the thing yeah. that is, to do. That makes you look so suspicious yeah. or like whatever. Um, but the show itself, like, touches upon a lot of different things, right? A lot, like, a lot of subjects. It's no now, it, like, it starts off as this, like, whodunit murder thing, but then it, like, while he's like on trial or waiting trial or whatever he is in jail and so it's interesting about the, the that experience of being in jail right no Inter- you know no. i i had the, i had i did it in the reverse order like i thought the first two episodes were more about the nitty-gritty details of the american justice system and kind of in the later episodes because well it's well, because you've only because right, right, yeah. you've watched only watched first two, first two episodes well I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the future, but um, I think in the later episodes it becomes a whodunit. Ah, okay. And in the first few, like that's why I mentioned the first mm-hmm. three episodes mm-hmm. are my favorite because, um, or I, I like the most because the first three episodes are more more about the system. You know, like there are a lot more um, camera angles that are from the point of view of like the security cameras mm-hmm. in the yeah. first three episodes, and that almost, that rarely happens in the last you know, the last two episodes that I've seen, yeah, at least. Um, and so I really feel like, you know, the main protagonist, not even the main the protagonist, but the main character in this series isn't even Nas. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's the the criminal, like, justice system. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, yeah, it's crazy because I watched this, I watched the show, and the, uh, there's the, I don't think, tell me if you got to this part. Have you gotten to the episode where he goes to Rikers? Yes, he just got there. Oh, he just got there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming you've never been there, right? Yeah, but you assumed correctly. Okay. Yeah. I've been to Rikers. Tell me why. Okay, so without going into too much, were detail, you visiting someone? I was visiting. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I was so not. Steve, I no, 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 no. <laughs> No, I was not held at Rikers. Yeah, okay. I visited someone yeah. at Rikers, and I got goosebumps because like there you there's you get on a so you park your car mm-hmm. and you wait at a bus stop. Mm-hmm. You get on this bus and it takes you across the bridge to Rikers Island, mm-hmm. right? And I spent eight hours traveling to talk to a dude for like thirty minutes. Yeah, that's you know? crazy. And there are so many security yeah. checkpoints. Um, and this series illuminated for me that it almost doesn't matter, innocent or guilty. Once you are treated like a criminal, you become yeah. a criminal. Yeah. You know, in, the, in some of the later episodes, as, as you'll find out, 
you know, Nas changes yeah, once I've heard. he get, yeah, yeah, Nas, I've read. Nas changes once he gets to to Rikers. And how can you not, right? Like you have to I don't know, like play the game. The game is called survival. Yeah. You know, and, and so, so how can you not and so change? I, I I will I can I can confess that I am a witness to people changing, you know, where I I knew a guy that went to Rikers, went in one kind of person, and it was a nonviolent crime. Yeah. I'll add. Nonviolent. Went in as one kind of person, came out, and the worst, the... The parts of him that led him there, that yeah. got him there, were turned up to 11 after that. That's terrible, right? Because that is not the point. It, it's it's supposed to be rehabilitation, yeah. but it's more just, I don't, I don't even know what, what the word is, but it is clearly not that. And so it illuminated for me that, you know, it, even though this is a work of fiction, mm-hmm. that part of it is definitely a reflection of reality. Yeah. You know, it, guilty or innocent, it doesn't matter. Once you are treated like a criminal, you become a criminal, especially if you make it to somewhere like Rikers Island. Which is pretty, like, what, like, heavy, like, maximum, super maximum. It's, it's maximum security yeah. prison, yeah, yeah. Um, Hence the eight hours it took me to get in. So you know how this is based on a BBC series called Criminal Justice? Makes me want to watch it super bad. Right, but I also wonder what their version of Rikers Island is, right? Like, cause I don't oh, think interesting. That, that show, like it's a British series, right? I don't Maybe think that part wasn't in, as prominent. I don't think it's set in, like in the States, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, it's, it's set in the UK. Yeah. I think it's set in yeah, London. So I want to say, yeah, you know what? Maybe, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to, to see whether or not the, so I know the, the, Justice, the criminal justice system is as much part of the BBC one as it is to the, mm-hmm. the HBO one. But in terms of like um, whether or not being in a certain setting will turn you into, I, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know if there's a if that part exists in the BBC one, but I'd be I'd be curious to find out. Yeah, um, I think the other layer here is the fact that he's like Pakistani American in a post nine eleven world. Post nine eleven world, um, like even when he's yeah. Um, but, like, I really appreciated the, like, like just the portrayal of, like, his parents. And, like, yeah. You know, yeah. even before this happened, like, they were all having dinner together and they were, like, having conversation. Like, like they're an American family, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not a Pakistani, like, American thing. It's, like, they're an American family, parents working hard to make ends meet, to, like, provide for their children, to, like, send them to college. Like, it just... it. Like, it just reinforces this idea that, like, we need not more stories of a Pakistani-American going to, like, jail right, for right. a murder that he might have or have not committed. But, like, just, you know, like, different stories of the different fabrics of, like, American families mm. and lives that, like, make up this country. And it's not just, like, this one type that you see over and over yeah. again. So, um yeah, I will definitely finish it. I, and I, my, I think one of my, yeah, my one of my favorite parts of this is it's uh, one of the more realistic portrayals of New York City. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can recognize the neighborhoods. You recognize and the cops that pull him exactly. over for the traffic ticket yeah. in the beginning. Like, yeah, it's just. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your obsession of the episode? <laughs> you can feel free. Go, go for it. Go off. I need more enthusiasm, Steve. Gosh. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's Britney Spears, what else? But <laughs> I actually have, like, 
a reason for it. Her. Can you tell them the story about the plane? You had to say it. Huh? Your ticket, your plane ticket. Oh. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I was supposed to, I see Britney Spears has her residency in Las Vegas, and I think everyone should go see it because it's an amazing show. Um, I was supposed to, I go. How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it twice. Oh, okay. Only. Oh. <laughs> um, this is supposed to be my third year, and she had to go do the VMAs, whatever. So she canceled the show that I was supposed to go to. Um, so then I canceled my ticket to Las Vegas because I literally don't need to go to Las if, Vegas. Listen, if you're not going to see Britney, then why go to Vegas? What's the point? What, why else would you go? Um, anyways, her ninth studio album called Glory came out last Friday, and it's glorious. Oh, um, is it good? Yeah, the album itself is fine. Like, it's good. Okay. What I want to talk about today is that she's actually been doing her fair share of press for it, and that's something that, like, either her team, like, strongly discourages her to do, or, like, she just doesn't do Why do you think that is? I think, I I think, like, she's so, she's so broken by, like, everything that's happened to her, and, like, Uh, to be honest, like, I feel responsible, not me as a person, but, like, just us as us as society, like having done that to her um that she's like never really recovered from that and like she like always seems like awkward like and like uncomfortable around like cameras or like media or like in interviews so like I think it's just one of those things that like the less you know about her like the better but but on the flip side like she's actually been doing stuff like for for it so this is kind of like a new Britney for me and I'm like the biggest fan so like this is super exciting um she like she did carpool karaoke with James Corden, and she was like good. She like sang along to her songs and like you know like like I have always thought that like she should be on carpool karaoke because like people with like an X amount of hits should be on like that, right? Fair he thing. once did it with Selena Gomez and they ran out of songs, like two songs. Yeah, that the ones like, where he does yeah, it with people like, and they're not seeing their own songs. Right. I'm just and like that's was, not. But yeah. like. He, I think they could have made that, like, 20 more minutes. Like, because, like, he has... She has, like, so many songs. Her catalog is deep. Her catalog is deep. Um, she did a couple of radio interviews. Like, she just did one for um, Elvis Duran, which is... The, oh. Okay. Um, which is the morning show on Z100. Which in is, New York City, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and she was really, like, cute in it. And, like, she seemed a little bit more comfortable. She's doing the Today Show tomorrow morning. I wish I could go, but I'm a responsible adult who needs to go to work, so I'm not going to go. No need to wake up at 3 in the morning. To drive into the city to hear her lip sync a song for 10 minutes and then (laughs) drive to work. So I'm I'm not going to go to that. But I want to talk about the VMAs because Mm -hmm. freaking VMAs. (laughs) Yeah, please, please. Okay. The problem that I have with the VMAs is that it's just an irrelevant show. <laughs> like, it's not even about the awards, right? It's just right. about, like, who's fighting with who and, like, what crazy, like, crap is Kanye going to say? Right, And right. what crazy outfit are you wearing? But this year, like, leading up to the show, MTV has been promoting her appearance, uh, Britney Spears' appearance like crazy like she was on all of their like advertising billboards and it was like her first appearance since 2007 which i don't really want to talk about because that was the give me more performance uh, where she like that was, was the bad. beginning of like the yeah, lowest yeah. point of her career but but 
Like, the VMAs are also, like, it's the stage that's given us so many, like, iconic Britney Spears performances. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish, but I think the I'm a Slave for You performance is the best MTV VMA performance of wow. all time. Like, that snake, like, it's just crazy. So there Oh, was, that was a snake one. That one was really good. That one amazing. was really good. Whenever yeah. I feel down about myself, like, I go watch <laughs> it, and then I'm like, hashtag girl boss. <laughs> Um, so there are a lot of like expectations for mm-hmm. this and the performance itself, you know what, was like she? it was fine. Like she lip sync, which is fine. That's her thing. She invented that thing. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. And she like danced and like her dancers danced around her. Um, it was kind of funny because she like, she sang like her newest quote unquote hit. It's called make me mm-hmm. and like the rapper G easy is on it. So he performed with her. So like she would be lip syncing her, her parts. And then like, you can tell he's rapping live and then it goes back to like lip syncing. And it was just like, Brittany, come on. But you know what? I don't care. The thing that I am like annoyed about is that I truly feel like MTV dipped her over by scheduling her after uh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. And that's that that's, that's like, tough. It's like who did you piss off at MTV? Like why did they do that to you? And if I were Britney's manager, I'd ban MTV for life and like make their lives a living hell. Um a little vindictive, but okay. Because you know what? Like you you know better, right? Like no one should have to follow Beyonce. And also Beyonce did a 16 minute medley. <laughs> But she always does that. Yeah, she always, and I loved every minute of it, and I, like, love Lemonade, the album, so much, and she, like, pretty much did the entire album that on that stage. Um, but, like, so, like, there, like, I think the reason why MTV didn't hype up Beyonce's performance is because they didn't know that she was going to be there, and so over the weekend were the rumors that, like, oh, Beyonce's going to make her appearance. And so I, I guess I kind of get that from a marketing standpoint, like, you didn't really know that she was confirmed, but then, but then when you find out she's confirmed, can you just schedule her at the end of the show? Because that's, like, that's not fair, and, like, it's just, it was just, like, a total dick move on MTV's part, and, like, I, I was just, like, really, really, like, annoyed by it, but... I think the narrative has been like, like, oh, this is not Britney's fault, and like Britney was fine. But I mean, from know, what I've read, I've know? read the same thing, which is like, yeah, it's not her fault. It's not. I mean, it's you know, what, what, she, what could you expect she from someone? Did what yeah. she normal? Like, she was fine. Like, she did her thing, and like, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's like serving like a Big Mac after like a Peter Luger like steak dinner. <laughs> like, both of them are fine meals on right. their on own. their own, but in comparison, but you can't serve one after the other. Like, or you just, can, but it has to be the other way. Yeah, yeah. It's just. Oh, it was so annoying. But anyways, you asked about the album. It's fine. It's, like, super impersonal. Like, there's literally nothing about, like, it's definitely not, like, a Taylor Swift album where right. you're just, like, oh, my gosh, like, she went through that. Like, it's literally, like, the entire album is about, like, her being available and, like, wanting a man and, like, that's kind of, I guess, where she is in life. But it's, like, it's just, it's not a thing. But I do think that, you know, say what you will about her voice, but I do like the quality of her voice because I feel like it just, like, lends itself to, like, the type of music that she does. Like, sure. you know, you can manipulate it and, like, it can be pulled in so many different ways. And um, what I was really surprised by about this album was that it's, like, her voice is very, is, like, much less robotic than in her yeah. other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I really, really feel like, like all the songs that on it like showcase like the different shades of her voice so 
I mean, I'm a fan of her voice, so, like, I, I, like, appreciate any time, like, you can kind of, like, pick up on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, she's still auto-tuned and, like, it's still, like, whatever, but it's definitely less, like, less than it was before, so I like it. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I love her so much. Yeah, if you couldn't tell... She I loves. Want, I just her. want her to do well, you know. Like I just. I'm sure she's her. doing fine. She's doing fine, but like you know, I don't. Whatever. I just, <laughs> she's like a phoenix. Every time you think she's like down and like done, she rises from. What? That's where. Okay. See. All right. Uh, uh, that should be the yeah. name of her next album, Phoenix. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, was there anything else you wanted? No, to I. I love Britney Spears. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. So, yeah. Uh, if you guys get a chance, check out The Night Of. Uh, we highly, highly recommend it. Uh, and what's the name of the new album? Glory. Glory. Go stream it. Sure. Give it a try. I Go will. On, I will. I'm saying I will. I'll give it a try. They should, too. <laughs> All right. Um, so, we'll be back next time with uh, with more stuff, more obsessions. So, uh, we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.